All right, and welcome back to Sociobiology. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. I'm your co-host, Morgan. Uh, Morgan, do you have a pet peeve, uh, I, pet peeve for us today? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Like y- oh. you, you were saying before we started that yeah. you know, simple things are good things, and life's been right. quite simple. So, no, I'm not peeved by anything today. You know, I would have to say that I agree. Like, I, maybe, yeah, maybe the reason why I brought up what we were talking about before is like, yeah, like nothing... Like, yeah, annoying things do happen every so often, but there's just a mild level of contentness that I have. Yeah. Uh, this usually happens to me in around February and March because, like, I love the holiday season. Don't get me wrong. I think we've discussed this before. Like, I love right. Christmas. Mm-hmm. But there is something very kind of hectic about it that I'm kind of, I wouldn't say glad it's over, but there is like a peacefulness. Uh, but then when the new year arrives, like in the beginning of January, there's like, well, there's a new year. So like different things are happening. I got to start writing a new date and blah, blah, blah. And so by February, everything is settled. February is a short, easy month with nothing really going on inside of it. And so I'm like, okay, this is, I've settled into the new year. Everything's good. Your brain's adjusted. You can write has, the correct date. <laughs> that's right. My brain is adjusted. It's still winter time, so I'm still happy. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. There's all these things. Winter without the stress. I'm all about the cold. Yeah, all about the cold. Without the stress of holidays. Yeah, like I, I've been in, this winter's been nice because it's been cool, cooler, but the unfortunate thing is that we haven't gotten a lot of snow, which is concerning. To me. Yeah, that's true. I, I enjoy snow. I like it. It stresses my wife I love out, it. but I love it. Yeah. I love it. Like, I understand, because I remember as a child, I loved snow. And then people were like, oh, when you get older, you'll start driving in it, you'll learn to hate it. And even when I started driving, like, yeah, driving in snow isn't the easiest or the best thing. But I still enjoy the snow. It doesn't deter my my love for it. It's so. not that bad if you're not an idiot. No. But, like, you slow down a little. Make yeah, sure your a- <laughs> tires are good. Yeah, no, it's true. It, it, yeah, I feel like you can, 90% of all the risk associated with snow is within your control for the most part. So yeah. Do you want to know what's a peeve of mine? Oh, okay. Let me have it. <laughs> it's driving in the rain. I absolutely like rain? hate it, man. I hate driving in the rain. I feel like it turns the road invisible. Like you can't see lines. People are dumb because it, it doesn't have the threat of sliding like snow. So people still go fast. Yeah. And I think low visibility freaks me out. Maybe it's my dec- my decaying vision, but... Oh, no. Yeah, it, I don't know. I I can't stand driving in the in the rain. Everybody talks about driving in the snow. I've I've got beef with rain. Yeah, and I would agree that if there's a heavy amount of rain, which where we live, there's usually not like a crazy amount of rain at one time, but sometimes there is, right. and it can't it like it affects my vision. It, like you said, the road. And to be fair, the roads here are horrendous. Like the paint is barely on there, so it, like any amount of blockage of the light would destroy the line so like everyone's just driving wherever that wherever they can and it's true uh, one thing i learned I, I think i learned this from driving my the driving ugh, the driving class i had in high school but basically in an area where we live where there'll be long periods of time without rain cars even like new cars or whatever cars they're always like slightly dripping tiny amounts of oil and stuff and if you have a old ass broken car it's dripping a lot of oil yeah all the a time. lot of oil uh when oil gets on the road since it's hydrophobic it it doesn't really, I mean, not because, it just kind of stays there if it's dry. It kind of gets baked on. And when it rains for the first time in a long time, all that oil will rise to the top of the water. And it makes the roads very dangerous. Huh. Um, so, yeah, in the state that we live in, where it can get really dry 
for long periods of time. You got to be careful when it hasn't snowed or no moisture has hit the ground for a while. And suddenly, and you can see, you can see it's like almost like the rainbowy reflection on, on the road. Oh, that's true. Uh, I guess I've never realized what that was. Yeah, it's just all that oil that, you know, and in a place that rains a lot, it doesn't matter because it rains so often or often enough where it's not big of a deal. But here, yeah, it can be a big problem where you're suddenly slipping. You're like, oh, like it's worse than normal water. So, yeah, I get that. But yeah, no, I agree. I've always been, I've never, I love big snowstorms. Like I love rain because rain makes things cooler and I like, like stormier weather, but I don't like being outside when it's super windy and super rainy. It's just something that kind of freaks me out about it. I don't know. Yeah. Being cold is like bliss, but being cold and wet is misery. Yeah. There's something to the wetness of it. Yeah. I don't mind storms as long as I'm inside and the internet. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. I I (laughs) love. The internet is active. Yeah. I, I love the sound of a thunderstorm when you're inside. You know what I mean? Like just like the rumbling of it. Uh, we don't get too many thunderstorms here, unfortunately. But. Yeah, no, not too often. I remember no. living in Connecticut. One of my roommates was actually like straight out of Brazil learning English for the first time. And oh my um, gosh. I don't know if this is common in Brazil, but he's a smart kid, really bright. But this, oh, so he wasn't. This, he's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't remember his first name. It's kind of funny. His last name was Brasileiro, which in huh. Portuguese means Brazilian. So everybody <laughs> Mr. called him Brazilian. Yeah, everybody called him the Brazilian. That's so funny. But uh, yeah, really smart kid. But he got here, and in Connecticut, there's a lot of. It, it, were you ever in Connecticut, or mainly in New York? Right. No, I was never in Connecticut. So I was a New York boy. In Connecticut. Through and through. And like upstate New York, they, they get a lot of thunderstorms. And in, in Connecticut, in one minute, it can be flash flood, rain, and intense thunder. And the next minute, it's gone. Like the street can be flooded, and then it will be dry. It, it's oh, insane. That's weird. So one night, it was happening, and he woke up, and he went to the window, and he was kind of panicking. He woke up what? our other roommate. Yeah, he woke up our other roommate, and he's like, Jory, Jory, what's that <laughs> white stuff? And Jory's like like dead asleep. It's like three in the morning. He's like, are you talking about lightning? And he goes, the white stuff coming out of the sky. And like they waited by the window. You said this guy was smart? This guy's dumb as a sack of shit. So I wonder, I don't know, maybe the part of Brazil he was in never had lightning. But like they waited for a flash of lightning. He's like that, that. And he, Jory goes, lightning? And he goes, oh man, it's so cool. I just I remember Jeez, that. No, and whenever I, I whenever I see lightning, I go, Oh man, it's so cool. The white stuff. Yeah, the white stuff. But he was just That's... barely learning English. He couldn't express himself very but well. That doesn't... But it was okay. hilarious. I don't care how little English you know, everyone knows what lightning is. Like are you kidding? In Brazil? You know Brazil has a rainforest okay. in it? I don't know. Maybe he lives in an underground part of Brazil. Yeah, I yeah, don't the know underground anything about Brazil. city of Brazil. Yeah, what exactly. The yeah, the the old new what what is it in like in like Futurama there's old New York and it's like under the city. It's um, in the sewers, yeah. The old <laughs> Rio Grande or something. I don't know, yeah, Brazilian yeah. cities, but I was going to say Buenos like, when Aires, you said the bad yeah, Buenos when, Aires. The bad Buenos Aires. When I said, when you said like, oh yeah, and again, like this is, I am not an overtly, I wouldn't say this is racism, but uh, this is like, <laughs> I am not a racist person at all. I do not and mean would, to be racist, but. No, and I, and I would contend that Brazilians are not a specific race, so to speak. <laughs> but, uh, and again, this is my own uh, very narrow, I've only met 
your well, arrogance. <clears throat> well, it's it's part <laughs> of the arrogance, but also I've only met the only uh, Brazilians I've met have been Brazilians that came from Brazil to New York City. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a specific kind, but they've always been like, <laughs> like kind of prideful that they're from Brazil. Oh, like they're absolutely. Proud of it. But they're also ashamed of what Brazil is, which is also counterintuitive. And they're also dumb as rocks. Dude. Like, I don't. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I don't know about the dumb part, but I was going to say that's applicable to any Latino I've ever met. They absolutely praise and love their country at the same time hate it, but they believe it's better than anybody else's. Uh, Yeah. yeah, There's a weird thing to it. No. And it's just like, and it's a, I don't know, like why it could be the language barrier. I like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I met plenty of people who have a language barrier problem, and they're still, they can talk in complete sentences. I, I don't know what's going on over there. But if you have like some cave boy that's like, me no see lightning before. Okay, I'm like, what the you fuck? Know, like, I tried to here. preface <laughs> it with he's he's a sharp guy. Maybe he's not yeah, intelligent, <laughs> but he is. Wait a minute, like those things are mutually exclusive. But yeah, I don't want him to define all of Brazil. But I just think it's funny whenever I see lightning now, I think, man, it's so cool. No, I appreciate that it's so cool. Yeah. But I'm not going to wake someone up at 3 a.m. and be like, like, what? Well, I think he was freaked out. (laughs) He's never seen what that. Okay. He doesn't speak like a caveman. (laughs) What's that white stuff? (laughs) What white in great sky? In great sky. Why sky gods angry? (laughs) Why sky shoot white fire? Like yeah. I grew up in a and I grew up in a state that was a desert and I I knew what lightning was. You know, there's like no way you don't know. Like even if you just saw one TV show or movie there was lightning it just seemed I'm going to text asinine. him. I'm going to text refuse, him and ask him. I'm going to ask him what part of Brazil he's from and if there's lightning and he's probably going to be like what the hell are you <laughs> texting yeah, I was me like, this about? Now if he was oh like half dream like if he was asleep, you know, he was like sleepwalking and like sleep talking that's, that's I understand that because you're not you're not even yourself when you're like dreaming or asleep. But he's fully awake. I guess that's a that's a plausible turn. explanation. But I'm pretty sure he yeah, was awake. I don't. Know. I, oh my! For his funny. sake, I hope he wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to. Really good guy. Really oh good gosh. guy. Um, yeah. Okay. My I would say one of my I wouldn't say rival, but maybe like the person I dis disliked the most was he was one of those Brazilian boys. And he was not actually, but he was, he himself wasn't from Brazil. That's true. He was Brazilian, but he was from, I think, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's yeah. that. So, I guess that's true. But yeah, there's my thing. I'll probably cut it out because it's like really mean uh, to, to Brazilians. Like, <laughs> maybe, I don't want to be. Maybe just cut the part where you call them dumb as rocks. And dumb as rocks. Like, it's go. funny because within my own brain, I know that, like, that's not true. Like, no, they're obviously, not. like, brilliant and, like, super amazing productive Brazilian but, people. you know, I we live in the United States where you see a lot of cultures, but sometimes you meet somebody that stands out and that's, like, the only person that you've met from that country or culture and you're like, that is what it is. Like, no, I mean, and that's again, like, I'm aware like, of that. Like, I'm aware of, like, yeah, no one person can ever fully um, represent a nation. Right. But it's just like, it's like this duality of thought in my brain. I'm like, yeah, like, Brazilians are normal human beings that they can be good and bad and nice and mean. And at the same time, I'm like, but they're also awful. The ones I've met are terrible. <laughs> like, I don't like them. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's this duality. I get that. It's pretty funny. It's interesting how we can believe we perceive a culture based on maybe 
you know, only knowing a few people from it. But I'm not even saying believe we know it, but like, yeah, yeah, have that instinctive perspective just based on minimal interaction. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I think there's definitely that part where it's kind of like our primitive brain that is always trying to judge things and our like more uh, educated brain, like, no, like primitive brain. That's not how it is, but they're both in there. So then they're both yeah. fighting. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad this this discussion turned to. The white stuff is lightning for anybody the that white didn't stuff. know. I thought he was referring to snow. And that's like a little more forgivable. I was like, okay, a little someone more hasn't seen snow before. Yeah. yeah, because like like I don't think it I, I, I don't think it snows in Brazil. Or maybe if it does, it's really rare. Maybe the yeah. higher altitude. Maybe certain parts. Maybe certain parts. It and again, maybe like, yeah, maybe if you, I don't know what kind of media do you have there, but it's possible that they don't have like, they don't watch American TV shows that have snowed. Because I grew up in a state that also didn't snow. And so even though I would see like a lot of Christmas movies and a lot of Christmas things, I knew like snow was a part of like, oh yeah, most people have snow during this time of the year. Right. And it's true. Like maybe if you're in a different country that has like, you know, they don't have that. I understand that. Like, oh, like what's the, even though I'm pretty sure anyone is like aware of the existence of snow, right? You know, unless they're just you would like think, especially with like the, the internet and all the streaming and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you can't tell me they've never seen one Coca-Cola commercial. Like get out of here. <laughs> and Don't you know that polar bears drink soda? Yeah, exactly. It's polar bears knowledge. and Santa and penguins. Uh, lightning. I think lightning is, I think it's universal. I, do, I don't yeah. think it's located in one. One of my favorite facts is that uh, in the Venezuelan city of Maracaibo, I think it's called Maracaibo Lake. There's a lake there. Mm-hmm. And that lake, because of its the weather and the position, because they're also kind of close to the ocean, and like just all these factors, it is the most lightning active place on the planet. Really? Yeah. Like it has the most lightning storms and more lightning strikes hit the lake specifically. Uh, it hits like, you know, like hundreds of times on average every day that kind of thing interesting is that just how it's positioned it's yeah it's like it's just like this perfect storm of like it's by the coast but it's a freshwater lake it's you know it has like yeah these storms that come in i don't know yeah but there's all these different factors that make it the perfect spot for tons of lightning strikes there wow it's funny because i remember when i was uh in i think junior high school in high school i played a video game that took place in like venezuela and basically like venezuela had a revolution or a coup, like a military leader had a coup, and it's like you're part of this mercenary group that's trying to get rid of this dictator. And it was like a, it was an Xbox 360 game, and kind of an early one at that, so it wasn't like super advanced. But every day in Maricaboy was like a fresh, sunny day and night. Like it, was, it never had a stormy day in, in its time there in, in, in the game. And you're like, so I that's not really accurate. Funny. Well, I didn't know at the time, but I learned, I'm like, oh, yeah, because in the game, like, the city you're in is Maracaibo. Like, and you, they say it all the time, like, Maracaibo, Maracaibo. And so when I heard that, I'm like, oh, really? I know that city, you know, not I did, not personally, but I know about this through this game. And they said, I'm like, what the, like, that's interesting. I wish they kind of put that in the game. but That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking developers need to do their research. Yeah. So Missed it's, opportunity. <laughs> Could have had a cool it was level. Bi- yeah. Let's say it was Bioware. Like, they knew exactly. Or, oh. or sorry, it was or pan sorry pandemic gaming i get okay i was gonna say bioware what bioware game did i miss yeah no pandemic (laughs) gaming they're the ones that made like the first two battlefront games Um, okay so they're like really and i it's one of those uh studios that they were eaten up by ea and then destroyed oh yeah yeah that (sighs) seems to be how things go <laughs> that kind of I mean, happened with Bioware too. No, that's literally yeah. ate Bioware and <laughs> yeah. destroyed them too. Yeah, no, EA has destroyed a lot of amazing studios, which is kind of sad. Yeah, it sucks. Um, 
It does. But I mean, it's funny because I, I feel like that's happening less now. Like you've heard of like all the acquisitions that Microsoft is making. Oh, yeah. Huge uh, one recently. Huge ones, in fact. But they've made a lot in the past. Like they've you know consumed Bethesda. They've consumed. Yeah. Uh, they just consumed Activision, basically. Could you imagine uh, buying something for $68 billion cash? I mean, like, and that's the thing. It's not cash. They're not well, literally sending. Yeah, I know. It, I know it's not cash, but th- there's no it's loan. Like liquid assets. There's no. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. There's no lending involved. There's no, no there's debts not. or anything. It's just straight up assets. It's the craziest crazy. thing is that, like, that's larger than a lot of countries, like a co- entire economy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, one of my, I remember this. Like, this was a fact that you know, Bill Gates. I think it was like, like ten, over ten years ago. So it's probably, you know, he's wealthier now. But at the time, Bill Gates was worth like fifty-eight billion dollars. Uh huh. And basically, said so like, yeah, like there are only X number of countries that have an economy bigger than that, and like the largest one is like North Korea. Like they have an economy of about like fifty-one billion dollars. Wow. And it's like, dang, like this guy could just waltz in there. I mean, you're not literally, but in yeah. theory, you could be like, hey, this entire economy is mine i will purchase it <laughs> that's nuts that's insane but yeah no but yeah it's, we're living in a kind of an era of well i was always oh, gonna say so in microsoft and that like i don't i'm not a fanboy of microsoft in any way uh, they are what they are but they do have a habit of buying these game studios and not messing with them too much i was gonna I really say appreciate. it seems like they give them independence like yes yeah they they let them do their thing unlike ea or you know some of these other big major uh-huh. like ubisoft and you ubisoft know. yeah and no it's true and i feel like and that's really why they've been successful because and i and in some parts i think disney kind of did that too disney when they buy things they're like hey we know you guys are doing like we bought you because you're successful and we want you to keep being successful so we're not gonna mess with the formula you guys got going on uh, for the most part i mean sometimes they do but is that their way of saying we're not responsible for the new star wars uh no they're definitely more responsible for that one yeah uh, and that's the reason i think that is the reason why it didn't do so well is because uh when they purchased star wars because when they purchased it they had ongoing projects and those projects were great like there was like the clone wars tv show that that was like right i think disney finished like the last two seasons they didn't really touch that like hey like you guys are doing your thing i never saw it Um, but i i've heard a lot of people speak very highly of it you gotta see it. That and The Mandalorian. Like, I know it was very hyped. You haven't hyped. seen The Mandalorian. No, no. I was gonna say, I know it was very hyped. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I thought it was kind of Disney's Star Wars redemption. But Oh, for sure. Yeah, that, I, I like think the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. The Mandalorian was like single-handedly saved the Star Wars franchise. Oh, yeah. After it, like <laughs> a moment of darkness. Have you seen the memes of like, I, I don't remember what her name is, Ray or something, and she's like crying and she's like, I'm Star Wars. And then it's the baby Yoda that says, no, I'm Star Wars now. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's Look funny. at me. I'm Star yeah, Wars now. I'm Star Wars now. Oh, yeah. No. And then there's the new show, The Book of Boba Fett. It's like has six episodes out. Now. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Is it any good? I don't know. I kind of worried it's, another series. Like, are they milking it? I, yeah. Well, they definitely I wouldn't say I mean, milking it is subjective, but they're definitely like they saw what was going with the Mandalorian and they like doubled down on like, yes, because it has like the almost the exact same like producers and writers as the Mandalorian. OK, I can appreciate it, that then. Yeah, and if you're watching it, you're like, hey, this is just like, it has very similar, like the feel of it is very Mandalorian-like. So mm-hmm. it's, and I, I, I've enjoyed it. The first, the first episode of the Book of Fett is like, 
it's it's okay. It's just a lot of like, yeah, they're just talking. Nothing really goes on. I think the second and third episode are like amazing. They do a really good job of it. Okay. Uh, and it's been good so far. So you know something that I appreciate about it, and it, especially with a lot of like bigger, well-known titles or franchises, is it seems like they always try to go bigger. And better. And like you end up with the final movie of Star Wars where Darth Sidious has risen from the dead and is going to take over everything. But you scale it down and you get like a cool story about a bounty hunter and a baby Yoda. Like it's cool to scale things back and make it more personal. Sometimes people try to go too big with writing and I appreciate the simplicity of it. Yeah. (laughs) Back to the simplicity. Yeah, no, for sure. And I agree with that. And I feel like there were a lot of problems with the uh, sequel trilogy of Star Wars. One of the main ones is that they didn't have a plan for the story when they started the trilogy. Oh, didn't it get changed up multiple times? It did. And that like blows my mind. Like it just, just, and I'm pretty sure I've discussed this at length because like at the same time, Marvel, the MCU was being like finished. And the MCU had like literal decades of planning. Like yeah, they had like, like eight they, movies lined up. The next yeah, eight they had like eight movies. They knew up. at least broadly, or maybe specifically, like, what was going to happen in them. Like the people, the stories, like all these interactions. They knew everything about it. And then they like, and then they purchased like Star Wars. And then they they like, okay, we're having a new trilogy. And they had all this time to prepare for it. And then, and like this is like literally a quote from J.J. Abrams. Like after it was done. Uh, because it was going to be a different director for each Star Wars movie. Right. Uh, which is one thing is kind of a red flag, but yeah. it could still be good. But this was one of those movies where, or this is a trilogy where the story wasn't flushed out beforehand, which mm-hmm. is like just bonkers to me. Yeah, it's pretty and crazy. And like, yeah, when the trilogy came out, J.J. was like, yeah, in hindsight, we probably should have had a plan for the trilogy to begin with. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No shit, I was Sherlock. so pissed. Yeah. yeah, I was so upset because Star Wars is like one of my favorite universes. It's like super cool. It has like amazing. And it's one of those things where George Lucas, yeah, he did a cool thing by starting it. But he didn't. Most of the, the best stuff from Star Wars actually didn't come from George Lucas. It came from like the fans making their own content about the stuff he made. Oh, really? And then... And then yeah, it was because implemented. like, uh, because yeah, if you think about it, like the original trilogy, like it's old, but it's still good. You know, yeah. it's kind of basic. But in the original trilogy, they never once mentioned the word like Sith. Uh, they never like that's never there. Really, it's not part of the, yeah, it's not part of the story. Is that uh huh? There's like Darth Vader. He's like the a Dark Lord. There's yeah. like Emperor Palpatine, but he doesn't use a lightsaber. He's not a you know. He's just a, like an evil guy that shoots lightning. You know, so yeah. he's not even the. And it wasn't until like. 30, 20 years later in 1999 that the word Sith came about in the movies, but it had been used many times in like the books and stuff that fans had made about the the show or the movies. And so, yeah, a lot of the story and they don't like in the video games were like really good for storytelling too, blah, blah, blah. And they like the, the how they just ruined that trilogy. I'm like, oh God, like, yeah. like the first movie wasn't too bad. It was fine. The second movie was like horrendous. And the third one, because of the second one was just bad. You know? Yeah. Do you ever have you ever gone back to the original trilogy like four, five, and six and watched four and been like, yeah. man, this is it's, this is good, but then you get to five and it's like, it's, holy shit, they oh, must have made shit. a lot of money on four because five is fantastic. Oh yeah, no, the history of Star Wars is, is like really kind of it's super interesting because yeah, George Lucas was making episode four, which at the time the movie was just called Star Wars. Right. Like, it didn't have any yeah. other names to yeah. it. Yeah. 
uh, they like got these no name actors. They got one good actor who was Obi Wan Kenobi, and he was like really famous in England, and he's not super famous now except for his role in, as being old Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like uh, Hans Zimmer, and the only reason why they had Hans Zimmer make the music for it. Uh, oh no, it wasn't was it not Hans Zimmer? Who am I thinking of? Uh, John Williams. <laughs> uh, he was the composer for the music for Star Wars, and mm-hmm. the only reason why I knew that is because George Lucas knew Steven Spielberg like as a personal friend. Oh really? And so yeah, and so Steven Spielberg was like, yeah, like I'll lend you. I kind of like kind of in this way, like I'll lend you my composer John Williams, right, to make the song and then create the greatest theme song ever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the one who made like Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park, like those songs. Like, yeah. yeah. And literally they made this song. And also a lot of credit goes to George Lucas's wife who edited the the footage that he had. And she said in her own words, like, yeah, like, he gave me like a mess. And I had like, <laughs> I made the story like as good Coherent. as it was. Yeah. yeah. Because it was just like, a, because if you think about the first, um, like the first movie, they reference all this random stuff. And they like they so they mentioned the Clone Wars, like they mentioned Jedi, they mentioned all these things, and like he had no, he never told anyone what those things were, yeah, <laughs> or what the Force was, or whatever. And so it's just like there's space magic and there's lasers <laughs> and like, huh? Like, they're like rebels, but they're like rebelling against an already established empire that we have no knowledge about. Like it's a weird thing, you know. Like, That's it's pretty a very funny disconcordant set of ideas i guess it's weird because having seen it all you know all about that so you hear it referenced but if you like put yourself in the time of it it would make no sense yeah it's just like a random it's as if it's literally like the fourth movie with no other movies around it it's like what the (laughs) fuck's going on (laughs) did i miss uh, something yeah because even there's this funny thing i mean i don't know if it's like it's probably a remnant but in the very beginning of episode four luke is talking about joining the imperial academy like he wants to join the empire's like military school really i man, that's uh, crazy and the dad's like no like i need you for like another few summers his uncle like because blah 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 and so like he was literally about to join you know the empire the empire so. that's nuts uh-huh. which if you think about it is like yeah they're the government like you're gonna join the military you're gonna join these guys whatever yeah that's pretty, uh, but pretty funny. When the movie when the movie was set to come out in theaters, George Lucas and like I think uh, I think even Steven Spielberg or whoever some of his co-creators left the country on vacation because they they thought it was going to bomb so horrendously oh they didn't gosh. want to be in the nation to to kind of receive the flak for it. That that's hilarious. That's like closing your eyes to not see the end of a game or something. Like exactly, he's <laughs> walking away. But and then when a massive made, when scale. It, yeah, and then when it was met with like huge critical acclaim, they like quickly canceled it. They came home. They're like, "Hey, I did returning it. Champions. I did it. I yeah. did this." <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were fully ready to be like, "Nah, man, that was a mess." Like, that's whatever. hilarious. Uh, and which is why they had so much more money for the uh, the second and third one because yeah. yeah, it's it's different. It's pretty crazy to see the difference because my wife and I sat down and we just kind of started going through them over the course of a couple weeks, and it was nuts the difference between the first and the second one. It was insane. Yes, it's night and day. There's a lot of um, stuff with that, but you rehydrated. Anyway. Yeah, I was sorry. I was like, <laughs> gloping down some uh, diet lemon lime soda there. <laughs> Ooh, diet lemon lime. Oh, it's so good. It's Ooh. delicious. So there's like diets. There's like Sprite Zero. It's not diet Sprite. Sprite Zero, which is really good. I do love it. Smith's has this or whatever Kroger store. They have a a soda line called Big K. 
and they have a it's just literally like a no brand like it costs 80 cents to buy two liters of it diet lemon lime soda and it's so good really mm -hmm. Mm, maybe i'll have to give it a go i don't know i i've never found a citrus diet soda that i've liked like diet cola is good but like diet Ooh, I don't know. Have you ever had a citrus diet cola? Yeah, like I think the only one that I find tolerable is like Diet Mountain Dew. I think is pretty similar to regular oh. Mountain Dew. I mean, no, Diet Mountain Dew is like sweet, but you know, the, but they like also diet have a diet Sprite? Ooh. Diet Seven like Up. It? Oh, Diet Seven Up is like death in a can. Well, I don't like Seven Up in general. But yeah. Uh, they also have the only known. Oh no! Never mind. There's a second one. There's they have a diet orange soda, and it's super good. Oh it's, really? It's so tasty. Yeah. It's a big K diet orange soda. Yeah, I mean, I think Sunkist also has a diet version now, but I mean, like, it's just it tastes because the orange flavor really masks like, and again, like I'm still used the to the like aspartame uh-huh. that doesn't really bother me anymore, but uh-huh. it's like it just makes it feel like I'm drinking something really sweet, huh? And really good. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Rather than just. Yeah pure mix of chemicals <laughs> i mean that's what is what it's like doug was like they have a good diet cola too anyway yeah diet cola diet also since uh the lemon lime soda doesn't have any it's like clear it's actually mm-hmm. like it's better for you something that anyway. i've i've never understood and living with a venezuelan i you know i'm around <laughs> a lot of venezuelan oh she but, does know maricado but this is, i forgot yeah 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 I, right when you said that i was like yeah i know that place Never been there, but I know it. <laughs> I, um, and I wouldn't go there. No, <laughs> to be, I will to be never fair. go there. But uh, uh, being around a lot of Latinos of different cultures, I do not understand the obsession with grape soda. I, I, just, I don't understand huh. why you would carbonate medicine and drink it. Wait a minute, but that's not a that's not a Hispanic thing. Like that's an American thing. Well, uh, dude, soda. every Latino I've ever met has grape soda and loves grape weird, soda. I, of every culture, the Mexicans, the no. Peruvians, the Venezuelans, the Spaniards. Really? I, I, maybe it was just a New York and Connecticut thing, but it was maybe it huge was. over there. And I, I never, oh. yeah, no. The only soda my father was like maybe obsessed with was root beer. And that was because they didn't have root beer in, in Guatemala. Yeah. So when he came here, it was like, wow, like this American invention, like it's amazing. Yeah. America. Uh, I freaking love root beer. America. Oh, yeah. Kroger also has a good diet root beer. Just so this side Oh, note. man. <laughs> diet Bargs is like the worst thing I've ever had. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll try. I mean, and some, like, some people can't. Beer. Maybe there's not a big diet soda fan. Some people can't stand diet soda. But I just love them. They're so yeah. Diet diet root beer with like like a low sugar, like vanilla ice cream. Oh, it's like that, an amazing root beer. That flavor. sounds amazing. That sounds it's great. Really good. Uh, no, yeah. Okay. To be fair, like I love grape soda. I think it's like a more unique Oof. flavor. Uh, but like growing up, we never like had it in our house. Like the only soda we ever had was like Coca Cola, like and maybe root beer and like some stuff. Like my my family loved Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, my mother loves Pepsi. Like that's her that's her jam. Ew. And I like both. <laughs> I prefer. I'll be quiet. I it's so for me. I prefer Coca Cola or what Diet Coke, whatever you call it. I I drink Diet Coke. Uh, when you're eating food. Mm-hmm. Like because it, I think it pairs well with food, but I'd enjoy a Pepsi because it's really really sweet. Uh huh. I can drink it by itself. Maybe it's, it's sugar. maybe it's the sweetener they use, and maybe you could tell me what this is. But Pepsi and Pepsi products always make my throat feel sticky. Like really? like yeah. even like the full sugared version. Uh, yeah, yeah, both diet and regular. Like it, it feels I like think... I'm coating my throat in something. <laughs> I think Pepsi literally uses more sugar. I think that's because like, or any kind of Pepsi, because like Mountain Dew is part of Pepsi. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I think that's literally like they're just about like make it as sweet as possible. Huh. Be- because Coca-Cola is, of course, like mostly sugar. I'm not going to lie. But mm-hmm. it also has other flavors in there. So they don't need to make it as sweet. So that could be the reason why. Mm. But I think that's. But I don't know. Again, it's really hard because since they have their own proprietary formulas, they on if you look at the ingredients, they say like it has, you know, high fructose corn syrup and water. And then they say natural flavors, natural and artificial flavors, uh-huh. which could be literally anything. anything. Yeah. And so as long as they So there's this interesting thing because if you send in if you want to patent like a recipe or a formula for like any kind of food product, you have to send the ingredients to the FDA. Mm-hmm. Um, to approve and it. to approve it and yeah. they're not going to share it but because humans are humans it will go out yeah like eventually people are going to figure out the secret coca-cola formula right or whatever and so they've literally never patented it because they're like if we patent if we just keep it secret no one can really you know yeah that yeah, that makes sense it. one lead that kind of thing, could yeah. lead to anything that's pretty funny. So in th- yeah, so in theory, you could like get the the recipe for Coca Cola or duplicate it in such a you know very identical way, and then and then patent it, and technically you would own, own that Coke. flavor. Wow, you would own yeah, Interesting. Not, not the brand of course, but just fastest way to make a bajillion dollars. Yeah, you call it Noca Cola. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They probably still get sued out the ass, but you know it'll be worth it. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, and so yeah, so with Pepsi and Coca, so like I can't, so no one knows. They're like, yeah, maybe there's something in there that you know is could make someone have a allergic reaction, or whatever. But we really don't know because they're not disclosing their. I was gonna say how ingredients now is that something the FDA decides? Because like, what if something they use could trigger something in somebody, an allergic reaction, or can a secret ingredient be peanut oil, like? <laughs> yeah, no. You're just screwed. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why, like, on the it will it would have to. I guess say it will say well, contains like, contain peanuts, peanuts, right? Yeah. Yes, or made in a facility that uses. Yeah, uh, and that's a really interesting. And that's that's where like politics and business kind of go into a really gray area, because you're right. Uh, in technically, you they there could be a company that makes something that's dangerous and starts hurting people. Right. And they're like, hey, we need the recipe, and you're like, no, nah, we're not going to give it to you. And technically, it's their right not to give it to you. But essentially, it helps that Coca-Cola was founded almost, I don't know when, but like almost a century ago, maybe Mm -hmm. 80 years ago. Uh, And so they've been in business so long that if their products were directly or immediately harming their people, of course, diabetes kills people. But that's a different different thing entirely. That's a little different. Yeah, (laughs) that's a little different. Uh, there's a, and I, I'm not saying this is applying to Coca-Cola or any other old food, but there's a, in FDA, there is a term called, uh, GAS. It's called generally assumed to be safe. Okay. And basically that means that there are some things that humans have been using for so long that the FDA does not really need oh, to test Oh, I think you've mentioned this before. If it's, yeah, toxic. Yeah. Like for some, like, like table salt. Table salt. There has been research into table salt, obviously. But the FDA is like not concerned that it's immediately toxic to human beings because we've been consuming it for thousands of years. Right. Um, Which makes sense that like, hey, you could make yeah. that assumption. So technically you can say table salt isn't FDA approved, but they've kind of stamped it as it's safe. Like we're not like don't. What are you talking about? Like it's just like saying like do we have to approve like wheat flour? Like get yeah. out of here. We're not going to do that. Yeah. It's a waste of our time. How many decades got to go by before <laughs> you say this is assumed to be lethal? <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. cyanide generally assumed yeah. to be legal. We're gonna stop drinking bleach now. We've decided. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So I'm not saying like Coco doesn't have this label, but it almost has like this pseudo like you've been making this product for like, you know, so many years. Uh, you're good, if, man. If yeah. people were immediately <laughs> drinking it and then dying, like we would probably know about it. Yeah, because you know? it's just so crazy to me because like, I, I don't know, you see TV shows and I don't know what TV shows there are, but there's like documentaries <laughs> about people that are allergic to the fucking sun. And it's like, holy shit, if someone can be allergic to the sun, you know someday somebody's going to drink a Coke and drop dead. Oh, yeah. And to be fair... That is the risk you run. Definitely. Yeah. It probably has happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is... Exactly. There is someone who is allergic to ran- one random ingredient, and it could be, like, the caffeine that's in there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are people who have lethal reactions to caffeine. They do exist. Um, like but they're even, like, well, they would have died by eating amount? anything. Like, yeah. No matter, it just depends. Yeah, there's people allergic. Huh. To there's some people who are allergic to water on their skin, which is kind of what? scary. Uh, yes. No. Um, how? How? Just like uh, on it's just what, the external skin, because yeah, on the external skin, if they get water on their skin, they get like really rashy and they could get hives. Like they are allergic to water uh, on the what? outside, of course. Dude, uh, so much so that even when they cry or when they without bathing, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would have to be like really careful, and you know, uh-huh. it's just. And sometimes it's like very specific things of water. Like if if it's really hard water, it's worse. And if it's like distilled water, they'll be fine. Like it, Take an ethanol nice. bath. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's really dry themselves out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's even so bad that when they sweat or when they cry, they get reactions. So they have to be like careful of that kind of stuff. Holy cow. Uh, it's, uh, again, extremely rare, but definitely real. And so, yeah. I'm, yeah. So it's just really weird how like, yeah, those companies, they have, it's just, yeah, it's just like a blind spot. You're like, well... They're not hurting anyone. They've been around long enough. They've been around long enough. And yeah. And I'm not saying that you have to be an old company to do that. Like they, they can probably release a new product and they don't have to reveal the ingredients. But basically in those instances, it's like if no one is dying from this immediately, we're not going to investigate them. It's only when they suddenly start dropping dead that we're going to investigate them. <laughs> Um, which to be fair it's very common like if you yeah. go to the herbal supplement section in your supermarket none of those motherfuckers are FDA approved <laughs> so you can it's so you can sell things without FDA approval like that's a that's 100% legal it's when if people are getting hurt that's when they're like hey you can't do that anymore yeah why waste resources yeah let's wait till people get hurt that's that's the I wouldn't say that's the American way but that's the human way the Humans FDA do that way all the time. yeah that's, that's true the yeah uh, but and actually tangentially related let's get into the topic oh, 40 really? minutes into okay. the podcast yeah let's do it <laughs> uh, and it's a shorter topic so maybe it's good oh, that that'll there's work a lot out. of tangents but, and, and it actually does tie well we randomly once again meandered into uh, the general field of what we wanted to discuss Dude, which is we, nice we're like professionals or something yeah I'm not gonna you know toot my own horn here oh but, uh, <laughs> I will yeah <laughs> toot 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I remember like a few episodes ago in fact, I don't remember. It could have been last episode. I don't think it was last episode. It could have been. But I remember talking about, like, the the effects of caffeine on, like, human society as a whole. You know, oh, very yeah. I remember topic. that. Yeah. The history. Really cool. Yeah. The history none. And so I realized, like, it's, it's a thing where people know what caffeine is, at least if they consume it. But people don't – people seem to have a lot of misconceptions of what caffeine actually does to your body. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I thought like, this again, was like, going to be pe- one of those pop quiz moments. Morgan, what is caffeine? Where is caffeine? I kind of stopped doing that to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just it, it's generally assumed stupid. Gas, G A S. 
Yeah. G-A-S. Morgan. G-A-S. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fair. No. <laughs> no. But I don't I don't even know. I know that there's a lot of fruits that like there's extract of fruits that are just that have caffeine. Is it a certain mm-hmm. like combination of I I don't know. I don't even know what caffeine is, no, I guess. No, no, it's true. And again, it's one of those things where like people are aware of it in the abstract, but you know, and they don't need to know explicitly what it is. Right. It, it'll be a good idea too. Uh-huh. Uh, so caffeine, like you said, comes from a lot of plants. Uh, not every plant produces caffeine, just a specific kind. Um, but caffeine in like the plant world is known to be a insecticide. Basically, yeah, if a lot of insects and even some other creatures consume it, it affects their health negatively. For insects, it could be fatal. For like a lot of animals, it's just not good for them. Kind of like a poison. Sounds great for humans. And, and, and apparently, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. We're, a little, we're amazing. Again, just like capsaicin, we're like, hey, like this spicy thing make me feel bad. But I human like, no, it. this make me feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the, I, me like pain. Me feel good. Know? Yeah. <laughs> what's the white stuff? Uh, Anyways. What's the, yeah. Yeah, I was literally going to say like, what the white stuff do? <laughs> um, and so, but for a lot of mammals, but especially humans, maybe not a lot of mammals, especially like humans uh, specifically, caffeine doesn't have too many negative effects on us and actually has a few like desirable effects. Uh, so caffeine, and I, I want to, I will describe the molecule, but there's a hormone or there's a organic compound in your body called adenosine. Okay. And adenosine is like one of those building block materials. Like it's one of, it's a nucleotide, like adenosine triphosphate, ADP is like the thing that gives everything in your body energy. So it's a very simple molecule. And it kind of has the, if you'll ever look it up, there's like these double, these double hexagon kind of shape. Okay. uh, Of a molecule. It has like, again, every organic molecules, uh, they're not really circular. They're, all molecules that kind of have hexagons on them because mm-hmm. of the way carbon looks or interacts. Right. And if you look at the, the uh, kind of the structure of caffeine, it has like a bigger bottom part, but it has a little tiny top part that looks like adenosine. Like it has those the kind of same shape to it. Okay. Uh, and so oh, what adenosine does, with well, a bunch of other things, one of the things it does is that it connects to adenosine receptors in your brain and it tells your brain, hey... I'm pretty tired. It kind of goes into like if your body is running low on adenosine. Oh, sorry. If like adenosine by itself is floating around, that means that your body has been using a lot of energy. And that's why the adenosine is kind of floating around there. And therefore, you should be tired. Okay. And so, but if adenosine is in your, it's kind of what it does is it goes into this receptor. And receptor is like, oh, we're tired. Okay. We're going to slow things down. We're going to like, you know feel tired basically it sets off the chain reaction of events what caffeine does is that it's similar enough to adenosine where it kind of clicks into that spot but since it's not exactly the right shape it doesn't induce that tiredness so it blocks the signal of being tired in your body okay you know it's kind of like hey i have this key that will unlock this door but i have this other key that fits in the lock but it doesn't quite turn the it can't really unlock the door but it blocks the other key from getting in there okay so this door remains stuck you know that makes sense being tired is complicated like being like sleepy is complicated so some people are like oh when you drink caffeine you suddenly feel awake blah blah, blah. but that's not exactly what happens what it does do, it reduces the, the feeling of getting tired, but it doesn't reduce like fatigue. It doesn't reduce like soreness. It doesn't technically reduce like sleepiness. It right. just reduces like 
the feeling of wanting to like go to sleep immediately kind of thing. Okay. Which is why you can like drink a lot of caffeine when you're tired and you're still tired, but now you're like more awake, awake. about being tired. That makes sense. Yeah, it's a weird, uh-huh. <laughs> there's a weird duality to that or like anxious about it. Okay. And so there's this, uh, it's, so caffeine is labeled as a psychoactive drug. Uh, okay. Which seems kind of scary. I was going to say, maybe you uh, said it and I missed it, but I'm guessing it doesn't just block, but it stimulates too, right? Yes. There, okay. Again, like adenosine, since it's a very complex organic compound, it fits in a lot of different areas. And so the caffeine will get in there like, I'm going to do this thing too, and kind of click in the place and mess with your body. Okay. Uh, but, but mess with your body in, I would say, mostly good ways, um, basically. Well, that's good. So... <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. And so it's a psychoactive drug. And by psychoactive, it doesn't, it basically, the term psychoactive drug means that it affects your perception of like, in a chippy way, like reality. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and again, most people are like, oh, like that sounds like, you know, fucking LSD or acid yeah. or shrooms or something. But yeah. It's a very mild effect. So you're not going to hallucinate on caffeine. Uh, but it does per- affect your perception because it increases cognitive function. And that's a very broad term. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very general. And there's a lot of like specific like, well, what does that mean? And depending on who you ask, it means very different very things. Very different things. <laughs> All we know is it basically increases blood flow to specific areas of the brain that are connected with like conscious thought and, and analytics and things like that. Okay. And so basically it's just like, hey, we don't know exactly what it's doing. We probably will in the future. But all we know is that it increases like how specific parts of your brain are functioning, like the efficiency of the brain. Um, Hence and why so that's it why... made scientists figure things out better. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know. And that's why there's yeah. That definitely a positive effect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. It increases your heart rate slightly. Like you're not going to have like, well, some people, if you're sensitive to caffeine, you will have like, you could get anxiety from caffeine. You could feel like uneasy. You may feel like, uh, you know, weird about it. Paranoid. Paranoia. And that's just how, that's just how it affects you. And you maybe should avoid it if you, especially if you drink too much. Okay. Uh, but in general, it just like, it kind of stimulates your nervous system. It just makes things more like. Your heart pumps a little faster. You're really willing to go. And especially if you drink a lot of it. If you consume a lot of caffeine, you'll feel these effects a lot. Which I'm pretty sure, like, have you ever had an experience where you just, like, consume an unusual amount of caffeine and you feel different in a weird way? Oh, absolutely, man. Dude, having a (laughs) newborn, you live on Mountain Dew for a little while. Like, it's... I I swear, when when I first had my son, there was maybe a two-week period where I was running on maybe three hours of sleep a day. It was bad. And just caffeine was the supplement for sleep. Yeah. No, it's true. And it, it, it does help. Like, uh, like there is something to it with that kind of stuff. Uh, and there's also a lot of other health benefits to caffeine. And again, I'm going to go against some of the adverse effects later on. It's not like it's like, it's a miracle I, drug. I, yeah, I was going to say, forever. dude, you're like totally making me want to <laughs> drink something right now. But yeah, no, for sure. Nothing but uh, good. Nothing but good. So, yeah. So uh, and again, this a lot of this research is like, it's not like it's not real, but it's it's just like it's been done a few times. And so far, it's shown these results. Okay. We just don't know how like definitive it is. Interesting. Um, it seems to have a small preventative effect for Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Basically, by increasing the blood flow in certain parts of these brains, it might like induce a small like not maybe not healing effect, but like preventing Alzheimer's from kicking prevention. in. Prevention. Yeah. Which is hard because we're not a, we're not one hundred percent sure what Alzheimer's actually is. Oh, really? Uh, so yeah, again, yeah, we not like we're we're aware of what it 
the symptoms of it and everything. But if you ask us what causes it, we're not entirely sure what causes Alzheimer's. Huh. But all we do know is that people who regularly consume caffeine seem to have like a, a big enough reduced risk of Alzheimer's that it it's notable. Attention. Interesting. It's notable. Yes. It also has a weird has a parent effect on type two diabetes. It seems counterintuitive because you seem like soda is associated with caffeine sometimes. Right. And but to that's be fair, it's, so it's probably freaking sugary. <laughs> yeah. It's not it doesn't cure diabetes. So just okay. because you're drinking a caffeinated soda, the sugar will absolutely overpower the, the small effect that caffeine has and give you diabetes. Uh, so you're not safe, but like, say, if you're, drinking, you're like, making a, a strong case for me to replace water with caffeine, but <laughs> with just straight up yeah. caffeine. But yeah, and again, just small reduced amounts of, of diabetes. Uh, there are some other ones like we're not too sure. It seems to have a positive effect on depression and anxiety in small doses. Again, very clear, small doses. Oh, and Doesn't by work small dose, mine, but... no, it's <laughs> for. <laughs> By small dose, it's probably like less than 50 milligrams, okay. which is like I, maybe I was going to say, what's like, yeah, okay, so a can of Coke is a good measurement. Yeah, but yeah, most of these kind of like with the Alzheimer's and diabetes, it's dealing with like one or 200 milligrams, which is like three or four cups of coffee or like eight or nine cans of soda. Okay, so. that's quite a bit, yeah. That's quite a bit, yeah. So it's not like, you know, but for a lot of people, that's a normal amount of caffeine. But for some people, that's like an astronomical amount. Uh-huh. So. yeah. This, uh, again, like, if you count, like, energy drinks, energy drinks, like, seem to have a very bad effect on your health. So don't just start chugging energy drinks. Right. Uh, uh, I'm assuming that's for a lot of other things in there. Yes. Even, like, sugar-free energy drinks. Like, they have taurine and things, which, again, does increase, like, how you feel, but it's not good for your body. Right. And, yeah, it seems to improve, like, alertness. Again, it doesn't mean you're not tired. It just means you're more aware of how tired you are. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a weird way to define it, but it makes sense. No, it's true. And yeah. it's hard because like, and again, everyone's different. Some people may drink caffeine and literally feel less tired. Like that's possible. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Huh. And some people may drink caffeine and they feel no difference. In fact, there are people with ADHD. They seem the caffeine has the opposite effect on them. It seems to chill them out significantly. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you can relax after a long day with like a, a, a cup of coffee or in your case, a Mountain Dew. Uh-huh. Uh, it's possible you have ADHD. You know, you never know. So wow, interesting. And again, there's a lot of different reasons for that, but yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's the only. And I say the only. There are a few adverse effects we see from caffeine, and to be fair, they're fairly mild. They're not too bad. Um, the first one, probably the most severe one, is you can overdose on caffeine. You can die. From I was caffeine. gonna ask to what <laughs> what point is it considered an OD on caffeine? Like what levels are we so, talking about? Basically, as far as the United States is concerned, anything above 2,000 milligrams a day is considered like a dangerous dose. Uh, there are people who definitely consume more than that and have lived, but it's like you have a high chance of having like some sort of cardiovascular uh, you know, kind of or cardiac problem. Uh, and that's equivalent to like drinking, I would say like six or seven energy drink, like those big ones. Right. And like about 20 cups of coffee, maybe. That's uh, so it's, astronomical. It's a lot. That's, yeah. It's a lot. Okay. Yeah. You're or bleeding again, like six, coffee at that point. Yeah. Or 60 to 80 cans of soda. Like you know, in a <laughs> yeah, day. That's, it's okay. a lot. Okay. So I'm pretty safe. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned about the soda. You have to like chug like you can like chug two liters of a soda and be like less than ten percent of what you. <laughs> that's that's so it. crazy to think about, but okay, it's a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. still not healthy, but yeah, the, no, it's, it's not, not healthy, the caffeine though. Yeah, is what we're saying. Yeah, is what we're saying. Yeah, no, and so what happens if you drink a lot of caffeine, and you, especially if you're not used to it. It overstimulates the nerves that control your heartbeat. Um, not to a point, well, usually not to a point where it kills you. But if you go more than 2,000, it could li- it could start to override how your heart is supposed to function mm-hmm. and cause like cardiac arrest. Like it's possible. Although there have been people who consume like 3,000 milligrams of caffeine. And yeah, they get like really uncomfortable, but they have like survived. Like it's not a death sentence. I think like the old, the guaranteed death amount is like 5,000 milligrams where it's like no one has ever survived this dosage. I was going to say they survive, but we don't recommend getting. To we do not point. recommend, it, especially yeah. if you have a heart condition. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. And to be fair, even if you're like a pro, like if you reach like after like a 700 milligrams, you most people will start to feel uncomfortable. They feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like really jittery. I Maybe can start feel having heart my heart pounding. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. And around 1500, you're like really starting to feel like, you're like oh shit, like something's weird. I need and so to you chill have to out. Uh-huh. Push yourself. <laughs> yeah. You need to go to a doctor. <laughs> Calm down. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. The, the only instances really, the, the instances, especially in young people, where we've seen hospitalizations due to caffeine overdose has been because of like they were just straight up chugging energy drinks and, you know, they. They started dying. Now, is, <laughs> so. is maybe this is dumb, but I, I always hear stories of, you know, minors that will drink energy drinks and then go play in a sport and just unexpectedly have a heart attack. Does activity have anything to do with? Uh, it it probably does because you're probably you're putting an extra amount of stress on your body uh-huh. by like running out and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's also probable that they already had a sensitivity to caffeine Something, and they just like yeah. exacerbated Pre-existing. the problem. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but also like if it's especially a physical sport where you like if you physically get hit in an area like your chest, like oh, yeah. you, people have died played baseball because like they had a fastball hit them in the chest and it stops their heart. Like it's it's possible. That doesn't sound fun. Yeah. I watch a lot of uh, baseball. No. That's not fun. Yeah. No, uh, it's it usually happens oddly enough in like little league, unfortunately. Oh really? Uh, yeah, because they're like children. Oh yeah, a lot less aren't... control. A lot less control. Feels like um, in the major leagues, like, if you hit someone, it was intentional. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also, athletes, they seem to be, they know how to take a hit. Uh, they know how to, like, prepare their body. Yeah, they to can react to move. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So, yeah. But, yeah. No, it's possible. Again, you could you can be well under, like, the, the quote-unquote lethal dose of caffeine. And if you're particularly sensitive to it, you could have these adverse reactions. You might, like, drink one cup of coffee or drink one cup of tea or drink, like, two sodas. And suddenly you're feeling, like, really anxious and really, like, your heart starts palpitating. Like, you could be sensitive. It's it's possible. Having a bad trip, man. <laughs> Having a bad trip, man. Yeah. It seemed like so. Even though it has in small doses, it has like a positive effect for depression, anxiety, and like moderate amounts, it has like a negative effect on anxiety and panic disorders. Oh wow! So if you have an anxiety disorder or panic disorder, you probably should avoid as much caffeine as you can, uh, because it just might make those things worse. Interesting. It like you can get dependent on caffeine, and that's a, a negative side effect. Like some people, if their body's like, "Hey, you're giving me this adenosine to like reduce my tiredness," I don't need to. Or now, in order to feel tired, I need to have more of these receptors in these in my brain cells, 
And so if you stop consuming the caffeine, you just feel like ridiculously tired. That's when the headaches and yeah. <clears throat> That's when that withdrawal. And again, like withdrawal symptoms are like a lot of them are, I wouldn't say psychological, but they're a response to your brain like, hey, just so you know, it feels bad not to get this thing. Oh, really? So, it's like, almost like a signal rather rather than an effect. Exactly. Yeah. The effect is like more tiredness and less alertness, like brain fog. But your body's like, hey, because you can get psychologically addicted to anything. You know, you can be psychologically addicted to like soda or I said it before, like marijuana doesn't have too much physical addiction, but you can get a strong psychological you can addiction. Convince yourself. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You can be, yeah. Uh, which is different from like a lot of what some withdrawal is actually fatal. Uh, so when I say like literal actual like withdrawal, uh, and the big the main one's like alcoholism. If you're like a crazy alcoholic and you suddenly stop drinking alcohol, it could literally kill you. That's um, crazy. Th- there is prescription beer. It's real for a reason. Really? If you're trying, I've to. Mm-hmm. never heard of prescription beer. I've I've heard it's, of like, is it? heroin where if you go cold turkey it could be fatal it could also yeah it could yeah. also be fatal i didn't so know that there about are prescriptions alcohol, for that no for sure you need to kind of slowly win yourself off of certain things but so but yeah with caffeine i don't i don't think you could die from caffeine withdrawal <laughs> you just feel really bad migraine might kill you but yeah migraine yeah, yeah. i was gonna say oh yeah so that's why a lot of headache medication has caffeine in it because it is somewhat of a vasodilator and a lot of headaches are due to like constricting blood vessels huh so Interesting. Makes yeah. sense. That's why sometimes you can get a headache if you're used to a lot of caffeine and you don't get it because your body's like, hey, we have this vasodilator, <laughs> so let's constrict the vessels a little more. And when you don't get the caffeine, it just like really starts constricting. Yeah. But yeah, but honestly, those are like the main side effects of caffeine, which like pretty mild, you know, Doesn't like, yeah, you could die bad. if you drink too much of it. Yeah. Uh, that's true that's of anything, basically. Yeah. Exactly. That's true of anything. That's true of freaking uh, water. That's true of water. Uh, there's like, yeah, you can make anxiety disorders worse and panic disorders, but most people don't have those. And you might get addicted to it, like, mildly, if you drink it every day at a certain time. Mm. <laughs> Which is one of my personal things. I'm not a big fan of ritualistically consuming things at a certain time because I'm afraid of getting a, like, a dependency on it. Okay. And that could be anything, not just, like, drugs. It could be, like... A food or like an activity. If I like TV always do this thing, bed. that's mine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cannot fall asleep without a TV on, and that's really we'll bad dependency. And that's the thing, yeah. And that's just like, like consuming things. Yeah, it's like activities. And so I try really hard. In fact, during the winter time, I don't sleep with a fan on because I was afraid I was becoming dependent on white noise to fall asleep. Oh. Interesting. Uh, and so, and I've been sleeping very well. So I'm like kind of happy to report that. Okay, I think I can control my dependency on white noise. Well, you're quite for years. I had to a fan concern. On. Oh yeah, no, I am just in case because you never know when you're going to be in, in a place or an area where you don't have the thing, and suddenly you're like, well, now I can't sleep. That's, that's not good. That's true. It's it's really weird to be living in the Bronx and you hear people fighting on the street, and then you go to Connecticut and it's dead quiet. Can't sleep in either place. Can't. <laughs> Can't sleep in either. Yeah. I'll have to say like I can't sleep without someone some domestic abuse going on next yeah. door. But no, you can't sleep regardless. No. no, it's pretty funny. I need that happy medium of a television. It's funny because when I when I work at night, uh, a lot of my coworkers they drink coffee and they drink coffee. And again, they're co- we're coming to work like at six p.m. So they drink it like around six p.m. to like seven p.m. Like it's like quote unquote their morning coffee, right? And like they, I do notice that they are just like 
not like horrible. Like it's not like a, a TV show, but there is something not good about them when they don't have their coffee that first hour. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like that sucks. Like, you know, like you need this thing. Is that to, your like, comment? Feel? Like Betty, go get a cup of coffee. You're being no, an ass. I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to like encourage them, but I'm just like, I, and they, of course they don't have to be reminded. Like they're just looking forward to the coffee time. Like imagine, like imagine waking moment. up and being like, I'm not me until I've consumed this substance. I'm like, that's shit. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a little weird. You say that's that. And sad. I guess it's not a consumption, but like I have a really hard time waking up in the mornings. So I have to go directly to the shower. And as soon as I'm out of the shower, I'm like awake and happy. So it's funny <laughs> you say that. I, I'm not me until I've showered. Yeah, and that's and that's like a little for me, I guess that's true. Like if I wake up and I don't shower, even if I'm not doing anything that day, I'm just like I feel greasy. Gross. Like I don't like <laughs> yeah. this feeling. Yeah, gross. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, yeah, just how it is. Um and so yeah, but there's something again, like it's very common, but yeah, I've noticed that for sure. I'm like, oh like you don't you're like you're cranky like what's yeah. wrong with you like, <laughs> yeah go get some caffeine yeah, yeah go get some caffeine in you and so and i think i remember that there was a study how even when they were they didn't know it but they were people who had like they have this caffeine specifically coffee like i don't want to call it it's kind of like an addiction but this dependency in the dependency morning for it. yeah when they drank decaf coffee unknowingly they did feel better pretty quickly Oh, okay. And so I think it is like psychological ritual. Yeah. Yes, there is this ritual about it um, that is very human. You're like, oh, I must do this thing, and once I do this thing, hey, I feel better. Placebo convince ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We did this. There was similar studies done with non non alcoholic beer. Like there was a like a pub in in a college town, and they're like, hey guys, we're doing a study. Just drink and have a good time. And all the beer they had there was like non-alcoholic, uh-huh. and people started acting like they were like inebriated. They were, like they yeah. started, yeah, they started acting buzz. And if they asked them, like, "Yeah, I'm feeling it, man." Like, and I'm not saying that alcohol is purely like in your mind, but the, there is a little part of your brain that's like, "Yeah, I'm supposed to feel this way. Let me kind of induce this feeling, you know, by myself. Let me help it out." That's pretty funny. Exactly. Yeah. God, we're gullible to our own actions. Yeah, and I'm pretty, <laughs> that's pretty like, funny. It's yeah. And I don't know. I'm pretty sure this is not just like a psychological thing. I'm pretty sure there's literally a biochemical like response to this. Really? Yeah. I'm not too. I haven't looked at other. I might be completely wrong. That we kind of bring upon this. ourselves because of repeated action or. Well, like I think there's literally like there's literally a chemical in your brain that's released when this happens. And therefore it's like literally outside of your control. Okay. It's not just like, oh, it's all in your head. Like it's it's just like the placebo effect. The placebo effect is something that is a physical chemical feeling in your brain. Uh-huh. Like you can literally induce or remove the placebo effect by giving people specific drugs. Right. So it's not just like a purely mental thing. Like it's actual like a physical chemical thing. And so there might, I'm pretty sure like in, and because it happens like when you're thinking about food, you know, your mouth waters, like the, the Pavlov, Pavlovian response. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's, even though that's like a very simple thing, that's literally a biochemical effect on your body based on a thought. And huh. so if you're like anticipating drinking alcohol, your brain might literally release something in its in itself. So neurochemicals. <laughs> we're getting to ready. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. getting ready. Exactly. No, 100 percent You know. Uh either that's to like combat the effects of alcohol or maybe even to like work with it to like have help you have a good time. Interesting. Uh, we don't know. So yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure there's something like that's that. Crazy. Going on. Bring on the maximum benefits. 
that's right yeah just pretend to do these things uh and you'll get 90 or 80 percent of the benefits save a lot of money (laughs) i told you about that right about like people who imagine exercising versus people who actually exercise so there was a study in sweden i might be misremembering i'm pretty sure it was sweden but i could be dead wrong could be here uh, where they were like, okay, we have three, three groups. One's a control group. You won't do anything. Second one is a group. We want you to sit down for like 32 minutes to an hour every day and imagine working out, but not actually work out. What? And then the third group is literally going to work out. And we and we want you to think about these specific workouts, like not just like randomly. We want you to like right. imagine doing 10 bicep yeah. curls. Yeah, a routine. Obviously, the people who literally exercise like saw the most muscle, like, well, it wasn't muscle. They saw muscle growth, obviously, but there's a difference between muscle growth and like the level of strength the muscle has. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like for example, I someone who may never work out, if they're in a very dire situation, they may suddenly use a lot of their strength that they normally can't have access to and do like a very superhuman like activity, right? Like like pushing a car off somebody or something. Uh, and that's because your body limits how much of your muscle you can use to protect itself from damage like that. Uh-huh. So, uh, so yeah, so working out and not only increases muscle mass, but also increases like the available muscle to do work uh-huh. basically. And so people who imagined working out saw a 70% increase in that available muscle ability versus, versus the people who were literally working out. Uh, so it didn't make them more muscular. They weren't like getting beefy off of this, but they were literally stronger by imagining working out. That is insane. Like, yeah. So it's a real thing. Like I will never it, go it, to the gym again. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I should look more into this. I'm pretty sure they did some follow-up studies, but I don't, I don't know if that means like they literally burn more calories when they thought of that. I don't know if that literally meant like they had more endurance. Like I'm pretty sure there's specifics here. Right. Uh, but they were stronger. They were able to exhibit a level of strength more than the control group who did nothing. Like, so. That's crazy. But, That's insane. Yeah, so it's, it's significant. So when you say thinking about working out. <laughs> yes. It, like you just you sit and watch a workout video or you just play it out in your head? Well, listen I, to I a narrative? I think it's mostly they play it out in their head. Uh-huh. Now, and it's there's a thing. Like if you think about moving your arm. There are literally nerves in your arm that will start. Oh my gosh! Firing. I just fucking did it. Maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. that was just me psychologically thinking I'm gonna move my arm and something's gonna happen, and then I thought it did. But whoa, that was weird. Yeah, no, you can think of moving your arm, and since the thought of moving your arm is so close to actually moving your arm, like it's very quick. We're pretty sure it just like stimulates those nerves to like get ready to move. That it actually induces that effect of like, hey, we're actually moving. Let's get some more power in these arms to do it um but that's nuts i uh, feel like i'm tripping yeah. balls right now like <laughs> you, are you like imagine yes, doing I'm biceps thinking, and you can like yeah. you can kind of feel your arms yeah. like kind of moving yes. but not really oh my gosh yeah, yeah i don't like this i don't like this <laughs> folding them yeah. yeah and they're like okay this this is like pure jeremy conjecture no evidence science whatsoever. by jeremy like, this is just like uh-huh. yeah science by jeremy it could be total bullshit you don't know but and again this might be a little offensive uh we're going oh, back into offensive on. territory i love it but uh, yeah i bet you do so <laughs> my very first job uh was i was a caretaker for people who are mentally disabled right 
mentally handicapped. Uh, and they had varying degrees of it. Some of them were like almost catatonic. Some of them were like, you could have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. They just had like a slight disability. It just depended. And these, most of them, they, a lot of these, in a sense, uh, let me try to <laughs> explain this. I think I know uh, what you're going to say. So, yeah, pretty I think sure you know. you've so told basically, me this before. But yeah. yes, I'm pretty sure I've told you this before. There is like, since I am like a large, a larger than average male, they put me with like the more aggressive like clients. Right. Like they were the ones who were more prone to physical violence. Not always <laughs> being violent. Thank you. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Uh-huh. But they're like, they weren't like punching people all the time, but they were like the ones who had like known to maybe bite a person or two. Or like I expect a, a threat bonus. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. No, and I agree. Yeah. So it's funny because my sister-in-law and you and my cousin, they were also uh, working at the same company. And honestly, their clients were like, oh, like they're like the small little kid with Asperger's or do you had like severe autism uh-huh. or as or you know um oh gosh down syndrome and they were like super nice and kind and sweet and I'm like I'm fighting for my life on the front lines every day man like <laughs> we, we got this guy and he's like six foot three and he's 350 pounds he just sleepwalks just like, with knives like yeah he loves uh, he yeah. has an obsession with blades and like it's <laughs> uh-huh. he has like a nicotine addiction so if he doesn't get his smokes he gets angry like <laughs> Um, but they were because of their medication, the ones that we gave them, they were prescribed as by psychiatrists. They were on like a lot of sedatives, and so they were very sedentary. Right. They would come home from like, quote unquote, work, which was the work that our company kind of hired them to do, and they would just like sit on the couch and like veg out until they had to go to sleep. So they weren't like active. Right. They weren't muscular. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say that they're, they're not, they didn't work out. Yeah. Like, you know, they weren't healthy. They were usually kind of plump. But when they got upset, they exuded like this strength that was like uncanny, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> so I'm going to like, so this was at my job. Uh, there was like, there was, I had a coworker. His name, well, I don't, I shouldn't say his name. But he was from like a more rural area of, you know, the state. Uh-huh. And he had this saying, he's like, there's three kinds of strengths. <laughs> or, yeah, there's workout strength. You know, like you work out and you get strong and everything. Uh-huh. And he's like, and then there's like farm boy strength, which means like you work on a farm. Like you have like this, depending on what you do, of course. You, you sense you like you're doing so many weird things and throwing stuff around and like fixing stuff. And it's like irregular. Like your body is just like really strong. Right. In a way that regular gym use like doesn't quite get you to that level right. of strength. Like you're just like. Uh, and I'm not going to use the word he used for the third one, but basically, said, and then there's like, you know, uh, mentally disabled strength. <laughs> Special strength. Yeah. Yeah. He said the, he said a very offensive R word, but yeah, he's like, you know, whatever strength. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is so true. Like there is <laughs> something to it. Yeah. Accurate. Uh-huh. And I think it's because like in their mind, their level of threat to a situation is not the same as like it's someone like heightened right yes it's heightened yeah and it might just because like yeah they didn't get their you know they didn't get a cookie or they didn't get a cigarette or they're not going out to see the friend they thought they were going to see and so they're like literally or i don't know figuratively whatever mentally using the this kind of strength that uh, someone else wouldn't it it would equate to something like a life and death moment yes a life-threatening kind of uh-huh. uh, moment. And so, yeah. Like, literally, we had one, and this is one of them, and he was, like, a bigger guy, but again, he wasn't, like, ripped. He was, like, just a blob. He, like, smashed his fist and destroyed an oven. 
Like, what? A metal oven. You know, I'm just and I came in. I'm like, fuck. You know? <laughs> I just pooped myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we had to replace the oven or the stovetop. I was like, that is like, I can't imagine being. <laughs> You're like, like okay, Roger. Can we not punch the oven this time? Yeah. And he like smashed his hand. Like his hand was like, I wouldn't. I don't know if he had broke any bones, but he like had a bandage and he had to, had to go to the doctor right. for it. But I was like, geez, like that's just I can't like there's no way I could like smash my hand into an oven to like destroy it, you know. Yeah. And I think it has something to do with like that, yeah, your body is allocating strength to those areas because it thinks, like you said, there is a like a level of threat that doesn't actually exist. Uh-huh. You know, but they think it does. It's a disconnect. So yeah. It's a disconnect, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that same way, like, yeah, if you just think about working out, um, you can get all, not all of them, definitely not all of them. Right. Not all the A benefits. lot of the same benefits because your brain's like, ah, oh, I see we're thinking about moving these arms with these weights or doing this exercise. Maybe in the future we're going to have to do it and therefore we will prepare. We're going to, wow. We will prepare for That's it. That's interesting. Yeah. Just never, never underestimate the power of a simulation within your brain. <laughs> well, I'm going to cancel my gym membership. <laughs> I'm just going to sit in like, honey, what are you doing? Sitting down like, I am thinking about working out yeah. and I'm getting almost the same amount of benefit from it. Hey, can you help me <laughs> with the kid? Jeremy. Nope, I'm working out. <laughs> Don't worry. I thought about changing the diaper. Therefore, it has changed. It changed. 70% of the way through. Yes, he has been wiped. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. That's crazy. Um, I think one of my favorite stories was, I don't know if you remember this, but... You and I were probably playing like Fallout at like two or three in the morning because you had that night shift there, right? Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. I remember there was one night where um, just out of nowhere, you were like, okay, Roger, you need to go back to bed. You need to go back to bed, Roger. And you're oh, like, yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. hey, hold on. I'll be right back. And like I, you left for a while and I think you went and you helped him or you helped him take some meds or something and you got him back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And you got back on the microphone and your voice of just, I just had the the scariest moment of my life. Like, it was like, he scared the shit out of me. Like, I had never, like, heard so much sincerity of fear because it oh, was just yeah. so unexpected that he woke up. And, yeah, uh-huh. that, yeah. Was, they almost, that was hilarious. Yeah, when I did the grave shifts there, like, we were supposed to be awake um, and almost like 90% of the time I was awake, but you know, I took a small nap, mm-hmm. but they were like, they were like on these sedatives. Uh, they rarely, they love sleeping. So even if they did wake <laughs> up, they usually just stayed in their rooms. Uh, what do you yeah, mean and, by like, they? The clients. Yeah, okay. They were like, they're the like clients. three or four of them right. uh, that we watch at, a, at, at once. What? What? No, <laughs> what I were you thinking nothing. I was saying? I don't know. I'm being dumb, but yeah, you are. anyways, uh, but this one, he, I forget. Yeah. His, he was like a smaller guy. He was like, you know, not, a threat in any way but he was like so sneaky and quiet i just imagine him creeping up behind you dead of night you're in a house with three four other people you're talking to me and just boom man is behind you yeah and to be fair like i never put my back to like because they were downstairs to the room i never like put my back to. oh yeah you gotta be facing the stairway yeah yeah but where the tv was it was like I could see them, but only in my peripheral vision. So if they kind of popped in there, I wouldn't like immediately be able to see them. I had to kind of look over. Uh-huh. 
And the stairs were so creaky that you would almost immediately know when they were coming to the stairs because they're like, and like, okay, he's coming. Right. And I looked over there and he was just there. And <laughs> oh again, I don't want to be offensive. I don't want to be mean. But this guy, like, he looks creepy. Like, because of, like, he had, he, he he's one of those where he had, like, these uh, deformations from birth. He looks, like, freaky looking. Uh-huh. Uh, he had a lot of brain surgeries when he was, like, I think fairly young. And so he has, like, these Frankensteinish scars on his head with almost no hair. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, that's kind of sad. But, um, yeah, he was, like, I think in his 50s or 60s. So, unfortunately, when he was young, uh, psychiatric care wasn't nearly as, or mental health was not nearly as, like, good as it is right. now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, I look over them like, fuck, like, he's right there. Like, <laughs> no, and he's not dangerous or anything. I'm like, he's in okay, the man, corner like, staring at me. Go- yeah. Uh, yeah, and he just stares. That's his thing. Um, God, like, there'll be freaky. times where I'm kind of laying down on the couch and I'm like watching TV, but I'm like, I hear him coming up and so I like, I just, like, not pretend, but I'm, I just kind of keep still. And he'll just like pop his little eyes above like the banister and like look. Oh my god! And then he'll gosh. slowly go back down and go back to bed, you know. And so he's that kind of person. Oh my gosh! But other than so his I can imagine, like, I'm sure he was quite pleasant. Oh yeah, no, he yeah. was. He was. He was actually like the nicest, calmest. Like you never had to worry about. Oh, him. That's good. Almost never. Uh, again, the, the the way the company worked, they like to pair like the easier people with some of the harder people. That way, if you work there, you weren't like have three major threats to contend with right. at once. You just have, like, <laughs> right, one. right. That'd be the, that's not good. Yeah, you guys are gonna make my life easy. Uh, I'm preparing for yeah. war with you. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you prepare a meal, you have like some two really tasty things, and like the thing you kind of have to eat. You're like, ugh, like to be healthy. So you kind of <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, like Brussels sprouts. You had to make sure you were on the scheduler's good side so they didn't put you in a hell house. Oh, no, you for sure, like man. And I was so lucky. I, people. I never had a bad incident happen to me, and I worked there for years. Oh, really? And I, yeah. And part of it is like, yeah, maybe I was lucky, but part of it, I think I was just so good at de escalating scenarios because I was so afraid for my, <laughs> Yeah, because like. Survival instinct I, was kicking in. Yeah, no. Because I'm like again, like I'm not like even though I'm like a bigger person, I'm never. I don't. I don't like physical confrontation. <laughs> it makes me so like you could die. I, like I look. You, know, you never know what's gonna kill you. I, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Like some random guy in the street punches you the wrong way. You like you lose your vision or you just like. You oh know, yeah, you die. you're done. You never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. You could. You never know. And so uh, I worked there. I was like, hey, man, like, I don't care. Like, they don't pay me a lot of money. I'm not going to die <laughs> for this job. So <laughs> whatever it takes it. to survive, I'm going to survive. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. And and I'm sure de-escalation is a very good skill to have. And you went through, uh, what do you call that? Trial by fire, I guess. Trial by say. fire, yeah. yeah. A crash yeah. course. Learning by fire, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like... Yeah, it's weird because a lot, and I had this from a lot of people who had that job. Like, even though you learn those skills, it makes you like tired of dealing with those kind of things. Yeah, and, and like like burnout. I get and that. And I felt bad. Uh, but yeah, you're like you see people who worked there for like 10, 15 years, and they're just like so done. Like they'll. You know, I think that's kind of true of like any career, though. Unless almost, you, unless it's your anywhere, passion, yeah. like burnout's gonna happen. But but yeah, that makes sense. Oh, for sure, that makes sense. But yeah, but there's some people who are just like amazing at their job. Like they'll just do it and no problems. I'm like, hey, that's how you do it, man. Yeah. But yeah. Those are the it's, it's funny because my personality definitely changed. Like now I'm not like, 
I, I don't like confrontation, but I, I love being like slightly antagonistic towards people. And it's funny because the reactions you get out of them. So maybe the opposite <laughs> effect happened. <laughs> antagonize. When, when you like approach a conversation, do you see like an antagonize button? Like you look for those opportunities. Uh, no, I don't look for it. Like uh-huh. especially if I meet someone, if there's like a stranger or a, like someone professional, I'm polite. I'm not like, oh, let me you know fuck with you. I'm oh, not so annoying. it's only people you're familiar with. Exactly. It's only like once we're friends, like we can like it's kind of like we can poke at oh, each yeah. other, and that's like well, most of my coworkers. That's how they are. Like we'll just like rib each it's other. Like most of this podcast, almost, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like and and most people like you don't know, rib too hard. It doesn't get too offensive. Yeah, but no. Uh, it is fun though. That's what so makes friends helps. so good. Otherwise, where's the fun in it? Yeah. Yeah, where's the fun if you don't make a joke that's half true but half yeah. a joke and that's what makes it funny. I love <laughs> putting people down. It's my favorite pastime. It helps it helps raise me up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> makes me feel better about myself. That's right. Um, I love being a bully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's all that yeah there's i think like oh like bullies are insecure I'm like nah man i, was, I am pro I, I feel bully. Great. Like, yeah <laughs> i am pro bully here. I, i'm a bully advocate yeah it's yeah it's kind of like the thing where like what like beauty is on the inside i'm like only ugly people say that like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like money doesn't make you have like money doesn't buy happiness like only poor yeah, people you say must that be like poor. money buys a certain yeah. degree of happiness uh-huh. let's be yeah. honest like <laughs> bullies are insecure you must get bullied <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you must have been bullied. Yeah. Like, and to be fair, maybe some it's of them probably are. True. But, hey, some bullies yeah. are confident. There might be a truth like, to any of those sayings, but yeah, yeah, it also true. reveals another truth. But that's right. Yeah. But, All right. I think cool. this is gone. Yeah, that was long a, enough. It's, a wild ride of a short topic. But that's right. Yeah. From uh man, what we talked about in the beginning. Uh we Jeez. talked about rain and then we talked about lightning. Uh huh. And lightning. then about Brazilians. Brazilians. And then we went into one other thing before we went into caffeine. Oh, we went to like soda. Oh, yeah. We went to like mm-hmm. diet soda. And then, yeah. yeah. Then that tangentially. Oh, yeah. Like the FDA. Like how Oh, that, yeah. Uh, they're like they're. Gas. Generally patented. assumed stupid. So. Yes. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Awesome. Still waiting for the right. generally assumed volatile. Yeah, generally assumed to be radioactive waste. Yeah, fire. We pretty sure it kills you. Fire. Yeah. No bueno. (laughs) No. Fuego. No bueno. NB. Yeah. Fuego. No bueno. No. That red stuff that hurt. Don't. Don't. Tu no puedes comer (laughs) fire. (laughs) Fuego. God. Okay. Okay. Let's end it. (laughs) Don't eat. Don't eat fire. 